My Legal Club provides full legal support when you require it. Enjoy savings and rewards all year round when you don't. You do not need to be a member of My Legal Club to benefit from free legal advice from our highly recommended specialist solicitors. When you or a loved one requires legal advice and a solicitor, we can help you in every area of law. We also offer a unique alternative. Sign up to our free trial and you will receive up to 25% off legal fees, 15% off legal documents, £20 restaurant vouchers for leading UK restaurants, savings and rewards with leading UK brands, a free online will, free dash cam and much, much more. As an example of how we help our members, they have saved on average over £500 plus by using My Legal Club for personal injury claims compared to many solicitors who deduct 25% of your compensation. If you or a loved one needs legal support, contact us at mylegalclub.co.uk for free consultations and no obligation quotes with highly recommended solicitors. Sign up to our free trial to receive all the free discounts and our membership benefits. Welcome to the MLC show in association with My Legal Club. I am your host, Sean Rogers, and I am delighted to be joined on today's show by Chris Budd. Chris is the author of the Financial Wellbeing book. He's a successful entrepreneur and host of the Financial Wellbeing podcast. Chris owns Ovation Finance, which runs successful financial wellbeing workshops in the workplace. I'm delighted to have Chris on the show today. Um, and let's start at the beginning. Tell me a bit about your background, Chris, your school days um, and what you wanted to be when you grew up. <laughs> Well, I think it's a truism that uh, you don't find anybody in financial planning who always wanted to be a financial planner when they were 16. Um, everybody fell into this profession, and yet actually we all ended up falling in love with it, which is kind of ironic. Uh, I guess ultimately I probably wanted to be a rock star. That was probably the thing. Um, who was your but, idol? Uh, well, actually, my guitar hero is Joan Armour Trading. And the reason that my business is called Ovation Finance is because uh, she played an Ovation guitar. And that was the first guitar, real, really good guitar I ever got. And uh, when I set the business up, I was struggling to think of what to call it. So we called it Ovation Finance. We still have an Ovation guitar in the meeting room. Brilliant. Brilliant. What, what was kind of um, your moment or breakthrough which made you decide to actually set up on your own, you know, rather than, uh, you know, what were, your, what were your early jobs? And then what was the moment within them jobs that made you make the change to, to sort of set up on your own, right? Yeah, I... I a lot of people have said, what advice would you, to give, would you give to me if I was thinking of setting up my own business? And not very helpfully, I always say, don't do it. Um, <laughs> because it's actually really hard. Um, and uh, you've got to be a certain type of person to set up a, a business from scratch. Um, I, yeah, I, want have time, I want to have more time in my life, so set up a business. Yeah, how did that work out? Yeah. Do you know, I had a friend who uh, <laughs> he said to me in the early days, he said to me uh, he was going to set up his own business. And I said, well, what's your thinking? He said, well, you did it, so it can't be that hard. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, and I always remember his wife saying, um, yeah, I, she said, I'm all behind it, just as long as I see him a bit more than I do at the moment. And I thought, oh, that's not how it works, you know. Um, I had a, a real passion in financial advice. So 20 years ago when I set up Ovation, um, financial advice was all about commission, was all about products and so forth. And I just didn't like working that way. I wasn't comfortable with it. And I just thought there were different conversations to be having with people, which were much more around um, how money can be making you happy. How Money isn't an objective in itself. 
Um, money is something that is a tool to help us to do the things that we want to do. So um, I started out being fee-based, which was unheard of at the time. And uh, yeah, that's, so it was driven by, by, by a passion, um, probably a bit too much because it was hard work. <laughs> And how did you how did you start the business, Chris? And how did you how did you start it? How did you grow it? You know, did you did you um, how did you fund the early stages of it? Well, I got like, like most best businesses, I got made redundant, so that gave me a, a little a little early payment to cover the first few months. But to be honest with you, the first few years were really really tough. I picked up clients here and there. But it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, there was the, the famous day when I had dry toast for my lunch because I couldn't uh, go down the shop and, and get anything to put on it. Um, credit card maxed out at the supermarket and I had to leave all the shopping there. You know, all those stories. But slowly but surely, I, I built up clients. And, and by giving financial advice um, based upon people's happiness, you tend to keep clients because you go back and see them every year. You create plans. And um, they then started, you know, nobody left. They all stayed with me and slowly but surely it built. And it was about five years when I finally thought, I think I might actually have a business here. But it took that long. Wow. Uh, and how did you handle the fear of failure during that time period? Like what, what stopped you going to get a job? What, what got you through the dark times? What did you do in your own mindset? Must have been a bit, must have felt very lonely. So all of my business thinking, um, and you use the word entrepreneur to describe me earlier on. I've never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. Um, I always think that entrepreneur is what somebody else might call you, but you shouldn't call yourself one, you know, a bit like mentor or something. Um, yeah. I, so I've never felt like like entrepreneur. I've always just felt like somebody who had a, wanted to get something done, you know. But um, bit, all of my business thinking is informed by my father because he went bankrupt. And when I was about 28, uh, it was a very, very unpleasant uh, period. It changed him. It ruined him as a man. Um, and I always vowed that I would not be a victim of life like he was. Um, now, of course, that's an easy thing to say. But uh, by and large, I've managed to achieve that and live life on my terms, I think. But um, certainly, so, so that's what kept me going in the darker times to say, no, this will not beat me. This will not beat me. Uh, but honestly, there were probably times when I should have let it be me, maybe, you know, if I, genuine advice to anybody who's thinking you're setting up a business. First of all, exhaust all your other options. Um, I couldn't find anybody to employ me who wanted to give financial planning the way I wanted to. Back then, there just wasn't anybody doing it, except there was, I now know. I just didn't look hard enough. And actually, I'd been better off joining one of those companies and getting a job and doing it the way I wanted. So. Um, I hadn't actually exhausted all the options that I thought I had. So that's that's one tip I would give to people. The It's great that you say that because um, I suppose not letting things define you in the, exactly that, that you look at what's going on in the world right now. Um, you know, the UK is not in lockdown for the coronavirus, but it, it may be coming, who knows? Um, and who knows what's going to happen to people's circumstances, like their career, their businesses, their finances and that's a very time and like you say I think you know your mindset and everything that you've put out there in the past backs up what you've just been saying in that um, you are mentally healthy and well because of the way you look at things not because the circumstances in your life are good bad or indifferent you know I guess you know you would live in a in a happy place preferably with the circumstances going well for you yeah, I think so. I think so. We all have our dark moments. Absolutely of commended. And so 
Well, absolutely. And and that, that brings me on to your book because everybody wants to write. I don't know anyone who's not, who, who doesn't really want to write a book about something, but very few people actually get it done. And very few people write one as well that's successful, um, especially on such a, uh, I suppose, a competitive topic, I suppose, because you're combining two different things. Um, Tell us a bit about the book. What inspired you to write it? And and what what made you take that big step to actually do it, to to take the time to do it? So uh, I um, had a period where I had what um, the doctor called a muzzy head. Okay, About 12 years into running the business. And uh, I looked it up and uh, I went to see the doctor again and said, look, this muzzy head hasn't gone away. I can't concentrate. I think there's a suggestion it might be stress or depression. And the doctor, who was really struggling to think how she could help me, said, ah, depression, I've got something for that. So she gives me this questionnaire, tatty bit of paper. Um, you know, the sort of paper that you had at school that's been photocopied 150 times, a bit faded at the top <laughs> on the page. Yeah. And I took that home, and uh, a moment I'll never forget as long as I live. I sat at the kitchen table, I opened it up, and it was headed depression questionnaire. And the first question on the depression questionnaire was, how many times a week do you feel like killing yourself? And I thought, you know, I I don't think this is going to help me very much. I don't think the GP, the medical, you know, this isn't a medical issue. So what I did is I took some business coaching. It just so happened a friend of mine was training to be a business coach at the time. And she said, would I do some sessions with her? And I was a bit cynical about coaching. But I thought, well, it's free. So, you know, why not? And those three sessions changed my life because we worked out that what I was uh, getting depressed about was that I wasn't writing books. Um, I'd written a novel when I was a student. I got out of the habit and it was really getting me down. So I started taking Wednesdays off. Um, I really do believe that to write something, you have to have fresh mental energy. And you have to create a a space for yourself. I have a physical space, as you can see behind me. um, But I also have that Wednesday, which is sacrosanct to me. And I published my first novel three years later. Um, I published another one since. And my muzzy head went six months after I started taking that time out to write. So actually informs a financial well-being book as well. Because what I learned through all of that is the importance of working out what makes you happy. You know, um, the underlining uh, philosophy of the book is know thyself, and not one of the one of the um, Greek philosophies. Know thyself. Uh, the, the phrase that we use all the time on the podcast is work out what you want from life and then spend your money on that, which actually is really difficult to do. Um, so <laughs> the book is all about how to work out what you want from life and um, the, the principles and theories of money and happiness, um, and then how to use the money to help to achieve those things that you want. So that was what was inspired. The book inspired it. Yeah, I mean, the aim of the book to look at well-being and happiness, what like you were just alluding to there, um, looking at I suppose what your goals are and then working our way to get there. What would your advice be to um, listeners today who, you know, on the personal and household finances, especially you know we're going through a period this year now which uh, has been unforeseen. And there's a lot of uncertainty in so many different sectors and so many different roles. Uh, what would your advice be to people regarding their personal and household finances? Yeah, that's a, a really, really tough question. Um, there's, look, there's a lot of help about budgeting um, and getting control of daily finances is one of the five key parts of financial well-being. So the first thing I would say is engage. Don't ignore. 
going back to when my dad went bankrupt, it paralyzed him. That fear, that worry stopped him from taking any action. And it stopped him from talking particularly to my mum. We never really forgave him, if I'm honest with you. So my first thing would be engage with your finances. Don't ignore it. Don't hope it will go away because it won't. But all it will happen is it will niggle at you and eat at you. So um, if you've got to make some tough decisions, make those tough decisions. Uh, but just make sure that you look at your finances. When we do the workplace well-being workshops, um, we ask people how often they look at their bank statements. And it's shocking, to be honest with you, how little people actually engage with their money. Um, also with their investments, you know, investment markets have gone down by 30 percent. Actually, my one tip there is don't look at that because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that will all come back. It'll all sort itself out. Yeah. It's just a horrible point of the period at the moment. But um, yeah. so, yeah, that would be my first thing. Engage with it. The second thing is, if I may, and I don't wish to pick up on, on the or jump on your language, but there's one word you use, which I really don't like. Um, and that word is goals. Yeah, it's a bit of an obsession that we have in, in, in life. I think that everybody says you've got to have a goal in life. And I don't agree with that because um, for a number of reasons. But one of them is if you put the word goal into Google and you look at the images that come up, they are all things like somebody standing at the top of a mountain or a ball at the back of a net or a dart on the dartboard. And each of those things are finite. They have an end point. Yeah. So other than the obvious one, life doesn't have end points because it keeps going. So if you have a goal, when you achieve that goal, then what happens? So totally. I prefer to think of things like objectives, motivation, and maybe even purpose. So um, I think maybe there's a lot of us will be spending the next six weeks at home thinking about purpose and are we actually doing what we enjoy in life? You know, they are probably uh, the sort of questions we should be asking ourselves when we look at our daily finances. When we look at, am I spending my money in a way that gives me the life that I want. You know, work out what you want for life, spend your money on that. Are you spending your money on the things that will make you happy? Um, buying stuff doesn't make you happy. Uh, buying experiences does. So, um, I mean, that's a, that's a generalization, but I feel like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, for years, I've been buying uh, my family tickets for things rather than buying them buying them items. So are you using your money on a daily basis in ways that will increase your well-being? Engage with your money, work out what you want from life, etc., and then spend your money on that. Totally. I haven't got the, I haven't got the exact research to hand, but yeah, in America, they did a study on how long the feeling of positivity lasts with you if you were to say buy a material object as opposed to having an experience, like you say. Yeah. So you know, sort of inspires a lot of people to kind of stop the, the small purchases, if you like, and actually save up sometimes for those bigger experiences. It might not always be a bigger experience, like a big, I don't know, winter or summer holiday or something. It might be something quite small. I mean, an experience can be free, just actually going to the park more often with your kids Absolutely. and your family and having a great time. Um, yeah. Something that I think will be a concern for many through, through the rest of this year is the mental... Um, and the mindset of people who are going to be really worrying about the finances now, um, whether that whether that be um, because they've eroded their savings and and cash reserves to get through, through this time period, or whether it be because of mountain debts, whether that be business or personal. Um, Chris, for, with your knowledge, but also with your life experience or everything you went through with your with your father and yourself when you were building your own business, what's your advice to people who are struggling day to day in 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 terms of you know that that elements of their life mm. uh do you know what i'm not going to be 
um, uh, patronizing, it is really tough, you know, and I think the first thing to do is acknowledge that it's okay to, you know, there's a talk to people, ask for help. Don't just try and get on with it. That's the worst thing you can do for your mental health. Um, if anybody wanted to, uh, you've been kind enough to mention our podcast. So I hope you don't mind a plug. Um, one of our episodes was a guy called Nick Elston, who's an expert in anxiety. And his interview was just, I mean, it's easily our most popular podcast. And I've listened to it three times. Um, he gives some wonderful tips. But one of the things that he did himself was on a Monday morning one day, he wrote down all the things that he was worrying about. He got to 127. Wow. 127 that he was carrying around with him that he was worrying about. Now, he wrote them all down. And a week later, he went back to that list and had a look at how many of those things had actually come to pass, how many of them had happened. And it was none. So he was carrying around with him 127 things that he was worrying about that weren't going to happen. Now, again, I say engage, right? Talk to people. Um, it's a, it is a tough time, it's, and, and it's going to be a tough year. There's absolutely no doubt. I mean, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think a new normality will emerge, but it's the moment we've got uncertainty, and nobody likes uncertainty. So when you've got uncertainty about the future, focus on the now. Focus on who you're with. The most, the biggest contributor to, to overall well-being is social relationships. Okay, so get on Skype, get on Zoom, speak to your daughter in Canada or whatever it might be. Um, keep talking to people. There's lots of virtual pubs starting and things like that. Some great stuff going on out there. So talk to people, engage with your money, um, and uh, yeah, just take some time and look after yourself. Yeah, I think something something from my own personal view is that this is a big time for people to understand a bit better about how how much they use the phone, how much they use social media, um, how you where you want to get your news from, making sure that it is real, and how often you want to get it as well. Um, and I think at the moment, um, like you say, it's, it's actually a great op- whenever there's a situation like this, there's also as many opportunities in the, for people who have lost a job a lot of it will be the quality of question that you ask yourself. And there is the opportunity to, you can rebuild yourself from anywhere. There are as many stories about people who have had financial hardship and bounced back. And it's been the best thing that they've has ever happened to them, but it didn't yeah. feel like that at the time. Well, my business um, when I got made redundant, you know, um, yeah. well, uh, but it's tried, it can be tried and easy. To, uh, I think it's just really important to acknowledge. Yeah, this is a tough time and it's a tough time for a lot of people. Uh, so look after yourself. And and, um, and again, something that Nick talks about is recovery time. It's really important to give yourself some recovery time and not to be so hard on yourself. And there's another guy we interview, a money coach called Mark Bristow. And he said a fantastic line, um, which really has affected me. He said, if we talked to our friends the way we talk to ourselves, we probably wouldn't have many friends. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a million percent, a hundred percent. I know, you know, something I, I'm a big believer in is in a lot of us in our careers, we have, sometimes we go through periods where we treat strangers um, and, and, and better than we treat our loved ones. Yeah. But you're putting on the best version of yourself for them. By the time you come and see your loved ones, you're absolutely exhausted and they then get the worst <laughs> of you. And I'm not saying that should be the other way around. I'm, I'm trying to say it should probably be a more level playing field on, on yeah. something like that. Uh, it's very important that I want to add that um, all the proceeds from Chris's book go to the Penny Brown Cancer Care Centre. Um, Chris, can you, why did you choose the Penny Brown uh, Cancer Care Centre and, and what do they do to help people? 
so they they in many ways um inspired the book because my wife works there one day a week and um i subsequently became a director there for three years uh what they do is they help people to live well with cancer or any life-limiting illness but they started with cancer and this is all about um we have in our bodies cancerous cells and uh, we also have cells that eat the cancerous cells that's how we don't get cancer all the time um, and sometimes things go wrong and the cancer cells take over and then we get what we know as cancer. So when my wife was telling me this stuff, um, she was explaining it at, at the Penny Bond Centre uh, that they help you to help yourself. So they help you help your um, cells, which eat the cancerous cells. And it's things like mindfulness, it's nutrition, it's uh, exercise, it's reducing the stress so when she was telling me this, I said, oh, I've got an idea. Um, one of the biggest causes of stress is worries about money. So why don't I write a book called How Financial Planning Can Help Prevent Cancer? And she looked at me and went, I don't think you're going to get away with that. You know? <laughs> but, um, it gave birth to the idea, which then came up with this phrase. I came up with the phrase financial well-being. Um, it was virtually unheard of at the time. I actually, uh, one of the lines I say when I do talks on this is that I invented the expression financial well-being, which is true. I did. I just didn't know that two other people had invented it before me. Um, <laughs> so I wrote the financial well-being book um, and then uh, and all the proceeds go to the Benny Brown Center to help them, to help people who are having uh, who are having treatment mainly for cancer. Well, thank you so. Thanks for being such a great guest, uh, Chris. Um, we'll be doing more shows with Chris as well. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, you can hear more from Chris at financialwellbeing.co.uk. They've got a fantastic podcast as well. Please uh, buy the book, especially when the proceeds go to such a great cause. Be an amazing gift for people. Um, and in the meantime, please share and spread the word about the MLC show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit us with a five-star review. And remember to check out the products and services at mylegalclub.co.uk. More importantly, please stay well and take care. The Business Services Club is a unique business-to-business -business brokerage. When you need a service for your business or you want to compare your existing business, get in touch for free and no obligation quotes. We have created a specialist panel of commercial partners to support your every business need. We will provide you with free and no obligation quotes via the Free to Access Business Services Club. As an example, you may need EL, PL or Professional Indemnity Insurance quotes, Forensic Accountants, Self-Employed Bookkeeping, Funding, Working Capital, Interest Only Lending with no personal guarantees, Employment and HR Support, Web Development, Training, Legal Advice or even Online Marketing. No matter what you and your business require, we will meet your needs. Free up precious time researching and analysing new or existing outsourced partners via our one-stop business solution. See how we can help you and your business via businessservicesclub.co.uk.